many babies have been born in the world over the uh, time that this earth has uh, has uh, spun on its axis. But uh, there are some children that are born and they are destined for something great. They are destined for something that God uh, has planned for them before they even knew it, before the foundations of the world. Today we will be looking at such a, uh, a baby. Open your Bible to Exodus chapter 2. Uh, the lesson today is entitled, is titled, The Birth of Moses. Exodus chapter 2, and let's read. Exodus 2. Now a man of the house of Levi married a Levite woman, and she became pregnant and gave birth to a son. When she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. But when she could hide him no longer, she got a papyrus basket for him and coated it with tarn pitch. Then she placed the child in it and put it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile. His sister stood at a distance to see what would happen to him. Then Pharaoh's daughter went down to the Nile to bathe, and her attendants were walking along the river bank. She saw the basket among the reeds and sent her slave girl to get it. She opened it and saw the baby. He was crying, and she felt sorry for him. This is one of the Hebrew babies, she said. Then his sister asked Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and get one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you? Yes, go, she answered. And the girl went and got the baby's mother. Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this baby and nurse him for me, and I will pay you. So the woman took the baby and nursed him. When the child grew older, she took him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. She named him Moses, saying, I drew him out of the water. One day after Moses had grown up, he went out to where his own people were and watched them at their hard labor. He saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his own people, glancing this way and that, and seeing no one, he killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. The next day he went out and saw two Hebrews fighting. He asked the one in the wrong, Why are you hitting your fellow Hebrew? The man said, Who made you ruler and judge over us? Are you thinking of killing me as you killed the Egyptian? Then Moses was afraid and thought, What I did must have become known. When Pharaoh heard of this, he tried to kill Moses. But Moses fled from Pharaoh and went to live in Midian, where he sat down by a well. Now a priest of Midian had seven daughters, and they came to draw water and fill the troughs to water their father's flock. Some shepherds came along and drove them away. But Moses got up and came to their rescue and watered their flock. When the girls returned to Ruel, their father, he asked them, Why have you returned so early today? They answered, An Egyptian rescued us from the shepherds, he even drew water for us, and watered the flock. And where is he? He asked his daughters. Why did you leave him? Invite him to have something to eat. Moses agreed to stay with the man, who gave his daughter Zephrah to Moses in marriage. Zephrah gave birth to a son, and Moses named him Gershom, saying, I have become an alien in a foreign land. During that long period, the king of Egypt died. The Israelites groaned in their slavery and cried out in their cry for help because of their slavery went up to God. God heard their groaning, and he remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. So God looked on the Israelites and was concerned about them. Now, when we start this chapter, we need to remind ourselves that Pharaoh sent out an edict 
to kill all the Hebrew babies uh, that were males. Uh, look at uh, Exodus, uh, turn back one chapter to Exodus 1. Exodus 1, is, and let's look at verse 22. Then Pharaoh commanded all his people, saying, Every son who was born you are to cast into the Nile, and every daughter you are to keep alive. Uh, now we move on to see that uh, another male child is about to be born. Now look at uh, Exodus 2 in verse 1. Now a man from the house of Levi went and married a daughter of Levi. Uh, we see that a uh, man married a woman of the same tribe. Now uh, we see that a son is born to this couple. If you look at verse 2, it says, And the woman conceived and bore a son, and when she saw that he was beautiful, she hid him for three months. Now, uh, I have always, uh, I noticed that it says that, uh, of course, uh, I'm sorry, of course she you know, had to hide him because uh, the people would have been looking for him. Now, uh, I noticed that uh, it says that she had a child who was beautiful. Now, if you uh, know the story in Exodus, this would actually be their third child because uh, Moses' sister and uh, Aaron are already born. And I think it said that he was beautiful because most mothers would think that their uh, children were beautiful. It's not that it's one thing from one child that uh, stands apart, but I think that... Uh, she may have looked at him a little more so because now the edict has been put out for the Hebrew uh, uh, males to be killed. And this is her third child and it happens to be a male. Now, the mother couldn't uh, hide him no longer. So she comes up with a plan. Look at verse 3. But when she could hide him no longer, she got him a wicker basket and covered it over with tar and pitch. Then she put the child into it and set it among the reeds by the bank of the Nile. Okay, now notice uh, the word uh, basket, Hebrew 8392, Tava. Uh, now this is the same word that is used in Genesis when it says that Noah built an ark. Turn back uh, real quick to Genesis, Genesis chapter 6. And we will look at uh, Genesis, I'm sorry, uh, Genesis 6, we look at verse 14. Make for yourself an ark of gopher wood, and you shall make the ark with rooms, and shall cover it inside and out with pitch. Now, the same word uh, there is the same word used for this basket that uh, that Moses' uh, mother have, has put him in. Now, um, the mother gives uh, her daughter a mission. In verse 4, it says, and his sister stood at a distance to find out what would happen to him. So the mother has made a, a basket. She's put the protection around it uh, so it wouldn't sink. She floats the child off and uh, the sister is standing to watch and see what would happen with her uh, brother. Now, uh, the daughter of Pharaoh finds the basket with the baby. Notice verses 5 and 6. Then the daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the Nile with her maidens alongside the Nile and she saw the basket among the reeds and sent her maid and she brought it to her. When she opened it, she saw the child and behold, the boy was crying and she had pity on him and said, this is one of the Hebrew children. Now, uh, thank the Lord that a woman was there uh, at the Nile as the baby was floating uh, because a man may have uh, tipped the basket over. Uh, because remember, Pharaoh, you know, gave his edict to kill the boys. And uh, 
I'm, we're glad that a woman was there who had compassion. Now, uh, notice two things. One, she had pity on him. And two, uh, she knew he was a Hebrew baby. Uh, Hebrew, Hebrew uh, 5680, which means one from beyond. Now, uh, how did she know that he was a Hebrew? Now, easy, because being Pharaoh's daughter, you know, she would have known that the Hebrew male babies were supposed to be killed. And why else would a baby be floating in a basket in the Nile River, uh, you, know, hope, you know, hopefully trying to find a safe place to land? Now, uh, the baby's sister intervenes and asks Pharaoh's daughter if she needed any help. Look at verses 7 and 8. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call a nurse for you from the Hebrew women, that she may nurse the child for you? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go ahead. So the girl went and called the child's mother. Okay, now uh, now the word nurse, Hebrew 32.43, means to suckle. Uh, so the girl was asking, do you want me to get a woman who was recently pregnant? Of course, she is going to get her mother. Now, uh, the girl's mother is giving back the child. Verse 9. Then Pharaoh's daughter said to her, take this child away and nurse him for me, and I shall give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him. Now, this had to be... Uh, uh, beautiful for uh, for the baby's mother because uh, here it is. She sent the baby out hoping something good would happen to him. And little did she know that she would have her own child uh, back in her arms, uh, even if it's just for a little while. Now, uh, once the child is uh, too old for milk, the mother gives him to Pharaoh's daughter. Look at verse 10. The child grew and she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son, and she named him Moses and said, because I drew him out of the water. Uh, now, we finally know the child's name, uh, Moses, Hebrew 4872, which means drawn. Of course, I've been uh, calling him Moses all along because uh, we know that the child is Moses, but it's at this verse right here where we finally uh, uh, get his name. Now, uh, Moses has grown up and while he is out one day, he sees a Hebrew being beaten. Notice verse 11. Now, it came about in those days when Moses had grown up that he went out to his brethren and looked on their hard labors. And he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his brethren. Okay, now um, a few things to notice. One, it says uh, Mo uh, Moses sees his brother in Hebrew 251, which means of the same tribe. And number two, it, it says Moses has grown up. Uh, how old is Moses? Uh, turn to, to, let's figure this out. Turn to Acts chapter 7. Go to the New Testament and go to the book of Acts and get chapter 7. And we will see uh, how old Moses is. All right. Okay, Acts 7, verse 23. Now, this is uh, Stephen talking. Uh, and, he is an, and, and he is giving an account. And he says in uh, Acts 7, verse 23, But when he was approaching the age of 40, he being Moses... It entered his mind to visit his brethren, the sons of Israel. So, 
we know that uh, Moses is uh, 40 years old when it says he had grown up. Uh, so, uh, I'm sorry. So Moses is 40 and now he uh, actually sees what his brothers are going through. So I guess it's neat, you know, it's safe to say that Moses has been pretty much sheltered or maybe kept away or maybe stayed away from what was happening because he's 40 years old and he's just seeing this. Of course, this is just me supposing Moses could have, you know, seen his brother and out there at the age of 10, 20, 25, 30. But I'm going off the fact that he's 40 now and it says he goes out to visit. Now, uh, Moses kills the Egyptian. Notice verse 12. So he looked this way and that, and when he saw there was no one around, he struck down the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. Uh, now, this is premeditated murder. Notice it said he looked this way and that way, and then he hid the body. So that means that this wasn't an accident. This wasn't a struggle. Moses knew what he was doing and what he intended on doing. Now, Moses thinks he got he, he's gotten away with his crime, but finds out the opposite look at verses 13 and 14 and he and he he being moses went out the next day and behold two hebrews were fighting with each other and he said to the offender why are you striking your companion but he said who made you a prince or a judge over us are you intending to kill me as you killed the egyptian then moses was afraid and said surely the matter has become known okay moses thinks he did a good thing for his brother but some, of, but some of the others don't care, as as he noticed here, you know. So Moses probably was, probably, you know, sad to say after killing a man, but he probably was proud of himself, thinking he did a good thing, uh, thinking that maybe the people will accept him. But as he sees uh, this particular uh, Hebrew who's fighting, could care less. Now Pharaoh is upset with his adopted grandson. Notice verse fifteen. When Pharaoh heard of this matter, he tried to kill Moses, but Moses fled from the presence of Pharaoh and settled in the land of Midian, and he sat down by a well. Uh, now, uh, Moses flees to Midian, uh, which is in the uh, northwest Arabian Peninsula, and it's also northeast of uh, the Red Sea. Now, while Moses is sitting by the well, he helps seven women who are being harassed. Uh, notice verses 16 through 17. Now the priest of Midian had seven daughters, and they came to draw water and filled the troughs to water their father's flock. Then the shepherds came and drove them away, but Moses stood up and helped them and watered their flock. So uh, it seems that uh, these uh, these young ladies are coming out to uh, water their father's sheep, and it seems like maybe these these uh, I'm sorry, the other shepherds are these men are hiding back, waiting for them to do all the work. And probably are bothering these girls every day. But this day, the girls had a savior there who was Moses, and he stands up for them. Now, the girl's father wonders uh, why they have come back so soon. Look at verses 18 and 19. When they came to Ruel, their father, he said, why have you come back so soon today? So they said, an Egyptian delivered us from the hand of the shepherds. And what is more, he even drew the water for us and watered the flock. Uh, apparently, uh he was used to the girls coming back late, um, being the father. And so this is probably uh, due to the fact that the male shepherds were probably bullying him every day. Also notice they called Moses an Egyptian. Why? Probably because of the way he was dressed or they asked him and he told them. This is the reason why. This is not a situation where uh, Moses, because Moses more than likely did not look different than these young ladies. They probably 
were of the same uh, national uh, uh, ethnicity, I will say, not nationality, but they probably knew that he was Egyptian by the way he was dressed. It's just like um, if you look at major cities, you know, uh, uh, you can probably tell that somebody isn't from your town by the way they dress. You may not be able to pinpoint exactly where they're from, but you can look at them and say, yeah, I know that that guy's not from around here. So, so, uh, so be it. It could be a way that the girls noticed this as well. Now, uh, the man questions his daughter's hospitality. Look at verse 20. He said to his daughters, where is he then? And why is it that you have left the man behind? Invite him to have something to eat. Remember, hospitality was all the 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 thing in these days and he's probably saying to his seven daughters if, if a man stood up and helped you girls out why wouldn't you bring him here and at least let him you know let him come in and get something to eat now moses comes over for dinner and he gets a wife look at verse 21 moses was willing to dwell with the man and he gave his daughter zipporah to moses now uh moses uh now, this is a blessing for Moses. He's fled from his uh, adopted grandfather, the Pharaoh, who's looking to kill him. He ends up in a land uh, pretty far away, and uh, he's just minding his business uh, sitting by the well. He helps out seven young ladies who are being harassed. He's invited to dinner, and he gets a wife. Now, Zipporah gives birth to a boy. Notice verse 22. Then she gave birth to a son, and he named him Gershon, for he said, I have been a sojourner in a foreign land. Okay, now uh, the king of e Egypt dies while Moses is gone, and they cry out to God, they being uh, the children of Israel. Look at verse 23. Now, it came about in the course of those many days that the king of Egypt died, and the sons of Israel sighed because of the bondage, and they cried out, and they crying for help because of their bondage rose up to God. So... Uh, it has been some time now, quite a bit of time now. The Pharaoh dies, but the people are still under bondage. And finally, uh, they cry out to uh, the true God. Now, uh, Elohim remembers his covenant with the Hebrew forefathers. Look at verses 24 and 25. So God heard their groaning and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. And God saw the sons of Israel and God took notice of them. Uh, remember, God told Abraham about this, okay? Before we close out, turn back to Genesis 15. And let's, let's look at this. Genesis 15 and verse 13. God said to Abram, Know for certain that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs, where they will be enslaved and oppressed 400 years so we tie the scriptures in and see that uh everything that the lord this is everything that the lord told you know abram would happen has happened remember uh the bible is full of prophecies prophecies that have not failed and this is another instance it is it has been all of these years later and the uh uh sons of israel are in a strange land they are enslaved all right, that brings us to the end of Exodus chapter 2. That's all for now. God bless.